For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures I will arise and go forth to the house of my young I will arise and go forth to the house of my father I will arise and go forth to the house of my young House of my young Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Hanukkah, a prophecy of the end of days. This is part three of the series. So looking at these evil decrees, they consisted of the following. Number one, that the people should not follow the Torah. Number two, that they should not circumcise their children. Number three, they should not celebrate the Sabbath. Number four, they should not keep the biblical festivals. Number five, that sacrifices should not be made in the temple. And number six, that people should be free to eat whatever they want and to eat pig. And so we're going to see now how this is recorded in the book of Maccabees as being evil decrees of Antiochus. In 1 Maccabees, in chapter 1, verse 41, it explains that Antiochus wrote to the whole kingdom that they should all be one people or follow Greek culture. And in verse 42, that everyone should leave his laws or anything that conflicts with Greek law and Greek culture should no longer be practiced. Verse 49, to the end that they might forget the Torah and change all the ordinances. And and regarding the decree that Antiochus declared in 1 Maccabees chapter 1, verse 44, in verse 48, it explains that he decreed that the Jewish people should not circumcise their children. 1 Maccabees chapter 1, verse 45, that they should not celebrate the biblical Sabbath and the biblical festivals. In 1 Maccabees chapter 1, verse 45, that they shouldn't offer burnt offerings and drink offerings in the temple. Also in 1 Maccabees chapter 1 verse 45, that they should eat pig and other unclean beasts. So isn't it amazing that what is recorded in 1 Maccabees as a decree of Antiochus that the people in the Greek empire should all follow Greek ways, that in following Greek ways you are not to follow the Torah, you are not to circumcise your children, that you're not to keep the biblical Sabbath, you're not to keep the biblical festivals, and there shouldn't be sacrifices that are made in the temple, and that you should eat unclean things, and that you should eat pig, is that these are the items that traditional Christianity say that this is the way that you express your faith in Yeshua as the Messiah, as they believe is taught in the New Testament, primarily by Paul. 
How is it then that that thing that Antiochus tried to get the people to do by decree, which resulted in the Jewish people who endeavored to follow the Torah that they rebelled against, how is it that Antiochus was unsuccessful to do by decree somehow crept in as an accepted religious practice and is seen as the way that you are supposed to express your faith if you believe in Yeshua being the Messiah and being the king of Israel. The evil decrees of Antiochus is in truth the spirit of Antichrist. And the spirit of Antichrist is the spirit of anti-Torah. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verses 3 and 4 it is written, Let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. And why is the man of sin called the son of perdition? He's called the one who's anti-Torah which clearly Antiochus Epiphanes the fourth was anti-Torah. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 4 who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worship so that he as God sits in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 3 in every spirit that confesses not that Yeshua Messiah is come in the flesh is not of God and this is the spirit of Antichrist whereof you have heard that it should come and even now already is in the world. And so when Yeshua was asked in Matthew in chapter 24 by his disciples in verse 3 tell us what shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of the ages he goes on to explain in Matthew chapter 24 verse 12 Yeshua said this is one of the signs of his coming it says because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold and the word iniquity in the King James is the Greek word anomia which means those who don't follow the Torah the word anomia is found in 1st John in chapter 3 in verse 4 where there it is written that whosoever commits sin transgresses the Torah for sin is anomia sin is transgressing the Torah well the translators translated anomia as transgressing the Torah in 1st John chapter 3 in verse 4 and if we translate the word anomia the same way in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 12 Yeshua said that one of the signs of his coming Matthew 24 verse 3 is that because transgressing the Torah shall abound the love of many shall wax cold and so one of the signs of his coming is that people would be rampant in transgressing or not following the Torah how is it then that those who say they believe in Yeshua as the Messiah believe that the way in which they are to express their faith in him is not to follow the Torah. I believe we need to rethink how we understand the scriptures, especially Yeshua when he said in John chapter 14 verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. So, so far what we've covered in this teaching is we've given you the historical background that ultimately led to the celebration of what today we call Hanukkah and we shared with you some customs that are associated with Hanukkah and we shared
shared with you how the evil decrees of Antiochus that caused the rebellion in his day, where he decreed them because it was the way in which you were to follow Greek laws and Greek culture, that his decrees are how traditional Christians today view that they're supposed to express their faith in Yeshua as the Messiah. In the last part of this teaching, we're going to show you how the events that historically happened with uh, Antiochus, Epiphanes IV, that's prophesied in the book of Daniel, which led to the celebration of Hanukkah, that they are prophetic of the events that will also happen in the end of days during the tribulation period. In order to understand how this is so, we need to understand the biblical principle that biblical history is prophecy. In Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9, it is written, the thing that has been, that's the past, is that which shall be, that's the future, and that which is done, that which is being done right now, is that which shall be done in the future, and there's nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 15, that which has been historically is what's happening now, and that which is to be the future has already been, and God requires that which is past. Therefore, in the application of this principle, the things that happened historically, which we are told about in the book of Daniel as it related to Greek rule in the land of Israel, and specifically what happened in the rule and reign of Antiochus Epiphanes IV, that is prophetic of the tribulation in the end of days and what the beast and the beast system will do. There's a prophecy in Zechariah chapter 9 verse 13 regarding the end of days that the sons of Zion will oppose the sons of Greece. That's what happened historically. That the Jewish priest Mattathias and his sons who wanted to stand for the Torah and the covenant that the God of Israel made with his people, they rebelled or opposed the sons of Greece. Zechariah chapter 9 verse 13, when I have bent Judah for me and filled the bow with Ephraim and I raised up your sons O Zion against your sons O Greece. The Jews who decided to follow Greek culture in Greek ways were known as Hellenistic Jews. And the following of Greek culture was known as Hellenism. Hellenism is the word used to express the assimilation, especially by the Jews, of Greek speech, manners, and culture from the 4th century BC through the 1st centuries of the present era. The victorious campaign of Alexander the Great had linked the East to the West. The victory was not simply a political one. Its spiritual influence was much greater. The Greek language became a common language for nearer Asia, and with the language went Greek culture, Greek art, and Greek thought. The Hellenistic influence pervaded everything, and even in the very strongholds of Judaism. It modified the organization of the state, the laws, and public affairs, art, science, and industry, affecting even the ordinary things of life and the common associations of the people. By the introduction of Grecian art, a door was opened to debauchery and riotous living, and though Judaism was hardly menaced by the introduction of direct idolatry, the connection of this culture with some limited Greek polytheism became a real danger to the Jewish religion. For this reason, those Jews who followed after Greek culture and Greek ways, and they followed after the evil decrees of Antiochus in the book of Maccabees, these 
these Jews are called wicked or ungodly men. 1 Maccabees chapter 1 verse 11, 1 Maccabees chapter 7 and verse 5. In 1 Maccabees chapter 1 verse 10, after explaining Antiochus Epiphanes coming to power, in verse 11 it says, In those days went there out of Israel wicked men who persuaded many, saying, Let us go and make a covenant with the heathen that are round about us, for since we departed from them we have had much sorrow. So this device pleased them well. 1 Maccabees chapter 1 verse 13. Then certain of the people were so forward herein that they went to the king who gave them license to do after the ordinances of the heathen, wherein they built a place of exercise at Jerusalem according to the customs of the heathen. And they made themselves uncircumcised and forsook the holy covenant and joined themselves to the heathen and were sold to do mischief. Antiochus in effect decreed a new world order under Greek culture. 1 Maccabees chapter 1 verse 41. Antiochus wrote letters and decreed that everyone should be of one people or follow Greek ways. 1 Maccabees chapter 1 verse 42. And everyone should leave his laws, his culture, and all the heathen agreed according to the commandment of the king. 1 Maccabees 1 43. Yes, many of the Israelites consented to his religion and sacrificed unto idols and profaned the Sabbath. Democracy comes from Greece. And from the Jewish Encyclopedia, it explains that the term democracy was given in ancient Athens in the 5th century BC. That state is generally seen as the earliest example of a system corresponding to some of the modern notions of democratic rule. The nation of Israel today is struggling with how they can maintain and keep their identity as Jewish people, as a people who follow the Torah, yet they have to live in a world wherein Israel itself is dominated and influenced by Western culture and Western ways. And so we have influenced in Israel the ways of Hollywood. Israel, its government is a democratic form of government. And many of the Jews in the land of Israel, rather than following the Torah, they seek to live their lives according to these Western values. And they're also struggling with being like the nations of the world and to not offend the other nations of the world, especially the United States of America, as well as the European Union. In Daniel chapter 8, verse 25, it explains that through peace, Antiochus shall destroy many. And this is a prophecy of the end of days. We are told about the fulfillment of this prophecy in the book of Daniel regarding Antiochus in 1 Maccabees in chapter 1 in verse 29. We're told that Antiochus the fourth came to Jerusalem and then in verse 30 that he spoke peaceable words but they were all deceit and as a result many in Israel were killed. The Oslo Accords of 1993 was an effort by Israel to make peace with the Palestinian Authority and in doing so to gain the approval of the international community, especially the United States of America. Next, we're going to see how Hanukkah is associated with the controversy of Zion. What then is the controversy of Zion? The controversy of Zion is over the people of the God of Israel and the land of Israel 
Israel itself. And looking at biblical definition of who or what Zion is, it not only pertains to the people of the God of Israel in the land of Israel, but we're told the Torah will go forth from Zion. Zion is the fulfillment of the covenant made with Abraham. Zion is a term for the end of the exile of Jacob. Zion is a term for the Messianic era. And the fullness of biblical Zion is Yeshua redeeming and dwelling with his people. In Isaiah chapter 51 verse 16, we see that Zion is a term for the people of the God of Israel. Say unto Zion, you are my people. Zion is a term for the land of Israel itself. Joel chapter 2 verse 1, blow the shofar in Zion. Sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. We're told in Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 3 that the Torah will go forth from Zion. The end of the verse, out of Zion shall go forth the Torah and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Zion is a term associated with the end of the exile of the house of Jacob. Psalm 147 verse 2, the Lord builds up Jerusalem. Jerusalem and Zion are synonymous terms. What is the building up of Jerusalem or Zion? He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. Yeshua will return when he builds up Zion. Psalm 102 verse 13, you will arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yea, the set time is come. When the Lord builds up Zion, the building up of Zion is the building up of Jerusalem. That is when he shall appear in his glory. Yeshua dwells in Zion. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 18. The Lord of hosts dwells in Mount Zion. And then in Joel chapter 3 verse 16 it says the Lord will roar out of Zion. Zion is believing that Yeshua is the Messiah. 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 5 and 6. You are lively stones. You're built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Yeshua HaMashiach. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, behold I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believes on him, the stone that is in Zion, he that believes on him shall not be confounded. So what is Zion? What is biblical Zion? It's the unity or the oneness of the Messiah, even Yeshua HaMashiach, ruling over his people in them proclaiming and understanding that he is the Messiah where they appoint him as their head. Hosea chapter 1 and verse 11. And he gathers and redeems his people back to the land of Israel and they're following his Torah. Ultimately, biblical Zion will be fulfilled once Yeshua sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives and sets up his kingdom. Given that we understand now what is biblical Zion, there's a prophecy in Zechariah chapter 9 verse 13 that the sons of Zion, those who believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, who are seeking to follow his Torah, that believe in the covenant that was made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and believe that the Messiah will gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel during the tribulation and bring his people back to the land, they will be opposed by the sons of Greece. And who are the sons of Greece? Those who are seeking to establish a new world order, one world government. And the sons of Greece are able to set up their new world order, their one world government for 42 months, as we're told in Revelation in chapter 13. However, from the decrees of the sons of Greece that everyone should follow the new world order and the international laws that establish one world government, those who stand for the Bible and biblical 
biblical values, they will rebel against the sons of Greece. And we have the fulfillment of the prophecy in Zechariah chapter 9 verse 13 that the sons of Zion will oppose the sons of Greece. And there will be a rebellion against the wishes of the nations of the world to establish a Palestinian state based upon 67 borders with East Jerusalem as its capital in the land of Israel. And those in the land who will not accept this decree and this desire of the nations for a Palestinian state based upon 67 borders with East Jerusalem as its capital. In rebelling, they will not acknowledge the Palestinian state, but instead will declare an independent state in Judea, Samaria, or the West Bank with Jerusalem as its capital. And this is what the Bible calls biblical Zion, which will be born during the tribulation period, Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 8, and Messiah will fight for biblical Zion, opposing the sons of Greece. So the ultimate outcome of the sons of Zion opposing the sons of Greece, because the Messiah will fight for Zion, is there will be the redemption of the sons of Zion. There will be a gathering, uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel. Messiah will wage war and defeat the sons of Greece. Yeshua will return, set his feet down on the Mount of Olives, and he will set up his kingdom in the earth, wherein he will be teaching the Torah to all nations from Jerusalem, Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 3. So the ultimate outcome of the war between the sons of Zion and the sons of Greece is the establishment of the biblical state of Zion that will be headed by the Messiah. And the biblical state of Zion is Yeshua being recognized as the Messiah of Israel, the King of Israel, and we will have the fulfillment of the covenant that was made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Yeshua will be ruling and reigning over his people, the house of Jacob, and they will be following and keeping his Torah. He sets up his kingdom, and his kingdom will be governed by a Torah-based government. So this is the prophetic fulfillment of Hanukkah, that the rebellion of the Maccabees against the Greek decrees of Antiochus IV is a prophecy of a conflict of the end of days between the sons of Zion and the sons of Greece. And even as the Maccabees, against all odds in leading the rebellion, defeated the Greeks and they were able to rededicate the temple, the Messiah will be fighting for the sons of Zion and he will deliver them from the sons of Greece and he will judge the sons of Greece as we're told in the book of Daniel that a stone rose up out of the mountain and it crushed the ten toes and the stone became a great mountain. This is a reference to Messiah judging the nations, the sons of Greece who set up one world government and decreed that everyone follow this system as we're told in Revelation in chapter 13. But Messiah redeems and delivers his people from this system and the celebration of this event is Messiah ruling and reigning in his kingdom. Well, that's going to conclude part three of the series on the subject Hanukkah, a prophecy of the end of days. 
Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.